Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. This is the podcast where we explore the digital revolution, the amazing things taking place in the business world, and the profound impact that enterprise technology is having on businesses and in its ripple effect, our personal lives as well. Delighted to have with us today, Bonnie Tinder, who's the founder and CEO of Raven Intelligence, which does peer-to-peer reviews of software projects involving not only the technology vendors, but the partners that play such a critical role in that. Bonnie, good to see you. Great to see you, Bob. Thanks for having me. Bonnie, you're dang welcome. And I think uh, we're getting close to two and a half or three years. You've been a, a monthly guest here. Wow. Uh, that's amazing. It feels like it's flown by. Yeah, yeah. It flies when you're having fun. It does. It does. Well, I know, Bonnie, we always uh, enjoy your perspectives on things because you're so close to what's happening at the customer location. And uh, it's not theory. You've you've uh, you've got, you know, incredible frontline research and results, uh, reviews, references of what's going on. And Bonnie, I think today you've even got some uh, a, a particularly rich package of uh, insights to share with everybody. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I always say the voice of the customer speaks volumes. And, you know, what we look at uh, at my company, Raven Intelligence, is um, the feedback on software implementations. It's the hardest part um, to, uh, you know, owning these big enterprise software packages. And that's all we do is focus on, um, you know, the lessons learned during, during implementation so we can help other customers have a better implementation and learn from the experience of others. So what I thought would be interesting today was to take um, three of our most popular software reviews in SAP, Oracle, and Workday Uh and talk about some of the challenges that we hear uh, from customers in the reviews about their implementation and about their implementation partner um, that we have on Raven Intelligence. So, Bonnie, it isn't so much a product review as it is, you know, when uh, the product's been purchased and then the goes through the uh, implementation, deployment, and so forth like that, right? So what the actual uh, user experience, I guess, or customer experience has been there. That's exactly right. We don't ask questions about how did you like the software? And we don't ask user-based reviews. We ask questions of the team responsible for an implementation about how that software implementation went, how they liked their partner that helped them, and the impact that that implementation had on the business. So it's we're, we're looking at the success of the implementation of software, not the software features and functions themselves. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So- Bonnie, you've picked, uh, it sounds like Workday, SAP, and Oracle, you've picked three of the most prominent and influential and widely used uh, uh, applications vendors in the world, and their stuff is being used at truly mission-critical implementations and, you know, for processes all over the world. So I think what you're sharing here, this isn't some you know, arcane thing. These are businesses across, you know, every type of industry, you know, uh, all parts of the world here. And you're going to give everybody some hands-on views of what do the customers say about it? what uh, we're sure they liked many things about it, but the, the, where the value can be gained is looking at the things that could have been better. And so that's going to be your, your focus today, right? 
Absolutely. And you know, I think with these three softwares, the nature of them is that they offer a broad set of solutions. So we're not just looking at, you know, a single, you know, stream of implementation. Typically these implementations are global rollouts with multiple different, um, you know, product functions, mm -hmm. whether it's HCM, financials, um, you know, supply chain and things like that. So these are complex implementations that we're evaluating. They're not the, you know, 30 days up and, and running sort of rapid implementations uh, that smaller software packages have. So I think there's a lot of lessons learned um, that we can glean from these. So Bonnie, I know in your, your history, you've done a lot of implementation, you've done project management, you're an entrepreneur, a CEO. Your decision here is what order are you going to go in? Yeah. Okay. So, 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 and these are in, in, you know, no specific order. And I will just tell you that each of these software uh, vendors and customers have their, you know, own set of challenges but they're not necessarily unique to that software. Yeah. Some of them are, are fairly unique, but um, you know, these are good uh, sort of takeaways regardless of software package. These are just, okay. I'm just picking three specific uh, pieces of customer feedback for each. Okay. Event. So I'm gonna start with Workday. Um, and challenge number one that we heard here is um, you need to have a, seasoned project manager leading the project. And the quote from this particular review, I would ensure that you have a highly seasoned project manager on the SI side, one that can deal with the ambiguity of a team that was made up of different verticals to ensure everyone is accountable for dates, ownership, et cetera. And this points to, you know, the importance of having an SI lead that has experience managing these global complex implementations and that you get a team lead from that SI who's done it before. Um, you know, sometimes projects will, you know, you think you're going to get one team and then all of a sudden you get a different team when it comes time to, to go through and, and do the project itself. So you want to make sure that that person that you have in charge from a, a project perspective has done this multiple times before and sort of earn their stripes, um, you know, as a, as a manager, project manager, both internally and externally, but for sure on the SI side. Yeah. Um, Bonnie, so if I'm a, in that instance, if I'm the customer and uh, I say that to the systems integrator, they say, oh, hey, hey, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we've got a great senior project manager for you. Um, how can the customer ensure that, or to the best degree possible, that that's what is in fact going to happen. Yeah, I would say you want to talk directly to that person. So during the selection process, you can interview that person directly and understand like, okay, how does they how do how do they mesh dynamically with my team? That's important. But also, you want to ask the question: How many of these implementations have you done in the past? Mm -hmm. um, you know, how many have you done in my vertical or in my specific industry? Um, you know, can you tell me a couple of examples that are like us that you have have led? Um, and I think those sort of the answers that you get back are going to be the tell as to how seasoned this person is. Do they have lots of examples? Can they, are they recent examples? And are they yeah. examples that look like you? Really important questions. Okay. And answers. Great. Great. Um, I think this the second thing is related to this in that. 
Um, you know, the, the second challenge was uh, we had an SI with insufficient industry specific experience and knowledge of workday's capabilities. So here again, when you're choosing a partner, you want to make sure not only do they have knowledge of workday implementation or SAP implementation, you want to make sure that they have knowledge of your industry as well. Um, this particular customer said, we should have chosen an SI with more healthcare specific experience and more, more knowledge of what is possible in Workday in the context of healthcare to accommodate our requests. So, you know, those specific um, instances where they've done other implementations, know the best practices in your industry are really important um, to have not only just our, how certified and how experienced, but how certified and experienced in our industry. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the third one um, for Workday is insufficient change management support. And, um, you know, we hear this on so many of our reviews. This is not necessarily a, a specific thing with Workday, but, um, you know, this customer said we underestimated the amount of change management support that we needed. Um, so you want to make sure if you're going to overestimate a particular area or overpad an area, um, it's going to be with change management because um, th that's a, such a critical uh, function of making a project successful. All right. So, Bonnie, those three are all specifically related to workday projects. But as you said before, they're not necessarily um, sort of commentary or experiences that would be limited only to workday. Those you Right. That's right. Though th these were particular, uh, you know, lessons learned that we got from uh, workday reviews, which right. by the way are all available to read out on ravenintel.com. Um, but you know, again, these are applicable, I think, to yep. a, a wide group of software. Um, and then the next group, again, no particular order here, is 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 Oracle. Um and uh so so Oracle has a uh you know sweet fusion cloud products. And um, you know, one of the things that we heard recently uh, or a challenge from a customer was we wish that we had more time for user acceptance, testing and fixing errors. This customer said, ensure ample time is built in for UAT and assume there will be errors and fixes that need to be done. So uh, more time for testing should been, have been padded into the project plan. Um, and we hear that on a lot of our reviews, quite frankly. Um, Bonnie, do you know, is that uh, that would be a more product specific comment as opposed to we wanted more industry specific capabilities? That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, we want to make sure that the history history we brought over from our other system came over appropriately and that, you know, we were able to address, you know, uh, errors that came over with the, the actual implementation yeah. itself has yeah. nothing to do with the vertical or process okay. of the software. This, this is a, this is a gold mine, I think for, uh, for these, uh, these three vendors to be able to hear, you know, this, these firsthand feedback from customers. And like you said, you've got lots and lots of this publicly available at ravenintel.com. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, the, the second challenge uh, with, you know, our Oracle implementation reviews, um, involvement of all key stakeholders, including operations level staff in the requirement gathering. So this isn't even necessarily in the 
um, you know, in the, the full project, but, you know, making sure that you have all the, the uh, stakeholders in the room um, from your executives to operational level staff that are available to make sure that, you know, you're gathering the requirements early on and making the best decision about timeframes and uh, the, the project plan um, before you actually get started. This particular person said, it's essential that all key stakeholders at the operations level are included. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, just scheduling and logistics yeah. become difficult for every to get everybody on the same page. But when you do that, it makes your life tons easier in the long run when you've done that requirement gathering up front. Mm -hmm. And then you have that, you know, the ability to do it right the first time. You know, Bonnie, it's interesting. You're uh, about halfway through your list, three for each of the three companies. And uh, a handful of these that you've described here, it's the customer almost reflecting on what the customer would have done differently going into this, right? You know, uh, so they happen to involve these uh, software companies, but it's how well, it's something you've talked about very, very persuasively before, you know, for the customer side, don't go into this you know, uh, not fully buttoned up. You got to be ready. You have to have done your homework or else, you know, the best software in the world isn't going to deliver the results you want. That's right. And, you know, when a project fails, and we certainly see, you know, plenty of them or is, is not satisfactory, it's not the fault of a single entity, you know, um, and it's easy to think point fingers, but so much of the time, you know, the, the customer said, well, it was the SI's fault or the software's vendor's fault, but when in actuality, their project team may have turned over three yeah. times. So their expectations weren't in line um, with what they communicated during the, the selection phase. So it's 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 a it's a dynamic area and there's rarely just a single party at fault if some, something goes wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, when people say things, I, I always think about the scarecrow and the Wizard of Oz, you know. Right. Not me. Exactly. That's right. It's the other guy. She had a number three then for Oracle. Um, ensure all needs are detailed in the statement of work. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions that we ask in our reviews were, you know, what, how well was the project scoped? And, um, you know, only about 30% of the time does the customer say it was perfectly scoped. Oh, we had wow. no change orders. Um, you know, we have a large percentage of the time customers will say, well, we changed the, um, you know, scope of the project midstream. Um, and that accounts for about 30% of the time customer says, well, we, we changed the scope, but that was our fault. There's a remainder of those um, customers, though, who said we have change orders based upon missed requirements that we thought we communicated during the selection process or the sales process that we ended up, you know, getting surprised with later. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, it goes back to this idea that in this comment from a customer to say, um, you know, uh, commitment and leadership from the business resource um, uh, area is fundamental in successfully implementing a solution that meets our business needs. Okay. I think the statement of work is going to be how you're going to be able to, to manage the project in terms of 
of cost and timeline. It's the one thing that you're going to have that, um, you know, is going to hold everybody accountable to. You want to make sure that that reflects what you are going to, how you're going to be managing the project. Um, you know, what your outcomes are should be detailed on there. And you want to make sure that everybody on the team reads that statement of work. Because so much of the time, statement of work, it's signed by a decision maker and nobody else sees it. And mid-project, the team is like, well, we needed this. And, you know, why is this extra? Uh-huh. And, and they're asking for things that were not necessarily put in the statement of work. So that that statement of work is a really important document and should reflect all of what you know to be, um, you know, your outcomes and and the scope of the project from the get-go. And okay. if it's not, um, don't start the project without that. Cause you know, again, that's going to, um, come back to bite you in the end because it change orders make things lots more expensive and make things go over time as well and become late. Um, So that that's my, my third one for Oracle there Uh, moving on to uh, SAP. Um, One of the, the top challenges uh, or uh, lessons learned that we hear from customers is challenge assumptions and do not rely solely on um, your partner or vendor's solution. This customer said, don't assume the partner always has the right answer and be right. sure to challenge them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a, a partner, the, the experts that you bring in and an SI are there um, because they offer a great level of expertise um, with implementations, hopefully your industry, with project management, and, you know, they, they should be an extension of your team. With that said, you know, customers sometimes then take a back seat and uh-huh. are not there helping to navigate um, and 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 share in the driving. Okay. And it's really important that if something doesn't feel right, that you challenge the assumptions or challenge what's being provided to you and say, you know, are there other ways to do this? And what are the other options that we have? Um, because when you don't do that, and you're implementing it to what the SI came up with, um, and it's not a co-created sort of solution, um, you're not going to be happy with that result in the end. Okay, great. Uh, Next one, integrations were way more difficult than anticipated. And (laughs) this one we could put in in every single one of the Oracle and, and Workday as well. Integrations are far trickier. Um, I would have somebody in house who knew that world better, as well as a very advanced partner. We were warned that they would be laborious, but I don't think we were prepared for every setback we encountered. So integrations um, are something, you know, this whole idea of standard integration is a misnomer. uh, And you want to make sure that you have uh, really solid integration resources um, and a plan for what, how, how things are going to be working and talking together. Um, you know, an in-house staff to support that that area as well. Um, Bonnie, so we got coming up to the last one. And again, I'm struck by the fact that these reviews are just as much reflective of what the customer wishes he or she had done differently than about what the tech vendors, you know, did or didn't live up to their expectations. Very much so. And so many of the comments that we get back are are truly the lessons learned. How can I help my, you know, my peer in their implementation? 
Because it's not just, I mean, implementation is a three-way street between the vendor, uh, you know, the the SI and the organization yeah. or the customer. And so, you know, rarely, again, is a single uh, party at fault if something goes okay. goes goes wrong. Um, and then the 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 final um, one here is is lack of a good post production support plan in place. So that's the challenge: was not having a good post production support plan. This customer said, "Be prepared to have a good production support plan in place. If you don't plan to hire internally, make sure." to have a post-production support contract signed before you go live so that the transition from implementation to cutover to stabilization is smooth. And all, you know, the, this idea that go live is, you know, uh, a celebration period and then you can just let things sort of run themselves uh, is, <laughs> is not accurate, right? It's like, Implementation go live is like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So um, you want to make sure that you see it as a long game and that if you don't have the internal support resources to, you know, make sure that that system uh, runs smoothly and is maintained over time, things like, um, you know, new releases and any customization that you've done is supported. All of those things that take time and expertise to support, if you don't have that internally, you want to make sure that you're already contracted with a third party to help you on that journey because it's too shocking to do it, um, you know, at the 11th hour when you, you know, when yeah. you figure out you need it. Bonnie, can I um, make a suggestion here? Yes, please. Do. I think you should talk to all those three companies and compile all the reviews you have, and they should buy them all and give them to each customer or prospective customer before a project gets started. I think that's brilliant. And I think that that would help so many of these implementations um, be, be less painful. Yeah. We have all this information and customers can learn from it. So Bob, I love your idea. Well, it's just all in the service of, uh, you know, a happier, uh, happier projects for everybody. But uh, Bonnie, you know, the, um, I think we're seeing this more and more that the big tech companies, the three that you discussed today, plus a lot of others, they are getting to the point where they realize that just as much as their responsibility is to create incredible technology products, they've also got to be sure, particularly in the cloud, that the, the the greatest technology in the world doesn't matter if the customer doesn't have a terrific outcome. And so more and more, I think these the tech vendors are seeing signs of them start to step forward and say to, to take accountability as much for the happy outcome as for building great technology on this side. So even if they'd share... Uh, you know, synopses of some of what you've done and point back there, at least these other folks, hey, I didn't think about that. How about this post-production thing? More industry expertise. There are just so many good ideas in there. And it's one of those things where I, I, I bet there's a lot of people kicking themselves and they say, I wish I had done more upfront homework. I wish I had consulted, talked to other people who've lived through this, try to learn from some of them so that, you know, th these things don't have to be always, you know, as, uh, you know, just about as see how much pain you can tolerate before, you know, you start to tear your hair out and just say, I give up, you know, I yeah. quit. I can't handle this. So well, anyway, you know, and, it, and it really makes good business sense 
for implementations to go well. One of the questions that we ask is how likely are you to buy more software as a result of this implementation? And uh, no shocker, the good implementations are way more likely to say, I'm highly likely to purchase more software. So having a a good implementation experience absolutely results in more software to be sold down the road. Yeah. Uh, buddy, my younger brother is a master carpenter. And he said, you hit yourself uh, on the thumb with a hammer enough times. He said, you'll learn. Don't do that. You know, nothing good comes from it. But, you know, these <laughs> happy outcomes uh, are, are better than, you know, hitting yourself on the thumb with a software project every single time. Well, <laughs> Well, this has been great. And I really, I'm, I am, uh, in, in a way, I'm surprised at the amount of introspection that the reviewers did and the, the learnings that they pushed back on themselves, what uh, the customer could have done better. Again, not absolving anybody, as you said, all three players are involved in this. But again, I think it points to an opportunity here for companies like Workday and Oracle and SAP to arm their customers up front, you know, as the planning and all that sorts of get underway with the best sort of questions. And, you know, maybe there'll be some cause, oh, I already thought of that. You know, I've, I've done all these things. Okay, great. But there's probably a lot more that haven't thought of all these things. So I hope there might be a way for you to, you know, spread this uh, excellent knowledge. That would be great. Yeah. Implementation, you know, is only done, you know, once every five or 10 years, for a customer. So, you know, every time this feels like it's new, if customers embarking on this, it'd be great for them to have some past history um, to to look back on and and make it easier. Great, great. Well, Bonnie, thanks for this, uh, these these highlights from each of those companies, Workday and SAP and Oracle from the customer side of the perspectives of, you know, what they would do differently or, uh, you know, what they liked, what they're going to try to uh, a challenge they want to try to overcome next time and and uh, continue to learn as they go on. And it's so vital because the technology is just being pushed farther and more deeply and more broadly across every sort of company. So these, these software projects are only going to get more numerous, more vital, and more important. So thank you for spreading so much uh, light and insight on these important issues. My pleasure. Folks, thanks to all of you, too, for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. This has been another great episode with our uh, three-year monthly guest, Bonnie Tinder, who is the founder and CEO of Raven Intel. You can check out a lot of great information there on these sorts of projects and what the customers themselves have to say about the software and the partners and the project overall. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time. Memorial Day weekend. Yay. <laughs> We're off. <laughs> Hello. That's right. Gotta go. Gotta go. That, t- time, to, time to go and fix your retention issues. That's right. That's right. And, you know, other <laughs> sort of, uh, you know, big sort of hard projects that don't require a whole lot of brain work, but uh, wear you out at the end of the day. I think that's what I'm looking forward to. I love it. I love it. Well, enjoy. Bonnie, thanks. Same to you. Hope it's a great weekend for you and your family. Yeah, and keep us posted on on grandbaby number two. Will do. Thanks for the good wishes. Have a fantastic trip to, uh, wait, um, 
I forgot. What are the two countries? Prague, Prague. and um, and Portugal. Portugal. Prague and Portugal. P and P. Yeah. Have a wonderful time, Bonnie. And thanks. Thank so much. You. This is great. Good to see Thank you. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. -bye.